It's Checkers or Wreckers as we enter turn four on the front stretch. Presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. Welcome back into the front stretch. We're good. Just about ready to wrap up today's show. Brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official water and hole of the front stretch. Got to get on my soapbox just a little bit. Uh, Quaker Steak and Lube had to make the unfortunate announcement earlier this week that they had to get rid of the all-you-can-eat wings special on Tuesday nights. Unfortunately, the price of chicken wings has quadrupled since they originally set the price at $14.50. And they were just losing money left and right with the all-you-can-eat wings specials. And well, I got to get on my soapbox a little bit and say something about this because I'm not entirely sure what you guys expect Quaker Steak to do because they are a for-profit business and when your for-profit business begins to lose money you have to make adjustments so the new special they're putting out is dollar bone-in wings and these are not going to be your little tiny chicken wings that you can go to um, you know you go to any bar and grill in town and they're 50 cents a piece that you nibble a little piece of meat off of these are healthy thick the I believe they're called the jumbo XL restaurant wings is the style of them. Um, and they're well worth the price still. Dollar a wing. It's a great deal. It's going to be on Tuesdays. Hopefully with the uh, supply chain being replenished over the next four or five months, they're going to be able to get those prices to drop. It has been my experience in life that when shortages cause prices to jump, they only come down a little bit once the shortage has been resolved. So uh, I got a little frustrated at some of the people on Facebook today that just attacked Quaker Steak and Lube. Well, and and you also mentioned in their supply and demand. I mean, the supply chain. I, I mean, everybody and their brother has has complained about the gas prices going up. Mm-hmm. Well, just look at the other side of the pump where the diesel's at. That's skyrocketing too. And they don't slaughter the chickens out back of Quaker State. They come in a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and to my understanding, again, this is COVID last year is a result. We're seeing. We saw it right away where. I think one of the first shortages I heard about was was beer. They couldn't get aluminum cans, so they weren't able to to can the beer that was being brewed. And because of all the aluminum can factories throughout the the world being shut down for COVID, they had a supply issue. And so for a while there, we weren't able to get beer. And it only lasted for a couple of weeks. We got that resolved real quick. Well, Uh, I I was with you a couple of times when you helped and made sure none of that beer rotted on the shelves. right, Right. Yeah. I, I, I made that my, my goal for, for COVID to make sure that, um, and I, I make that my everyday goal at places. I say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and have a beer because I heard you guys are a little overstocked on your kegs. So I'll have I'll have this and that beer, whatever it is they're able to offer me. But uh, we're going to keep dealing with this for a while. And Dirk, you kind of you kind of touched on it, too. When diesel prices begin to skyrocket, guess who pays for those price hikes? It's not the driver. It's not Warner. It's not uh, Zeitner Sons and Trucking. Uh, they pass that price right on to the grocery stores, to the convenience stores, to whoever they're supplying. So expect everything to start rising just a little bit as we begin to deal with the supply issues because of fuel. Well, and also back when COVID started, if you remember right, and you know they had problems. I remember right. Come on. What are you thinking here? Well, okay, I'm having to remind you, but uh, <laughs> they uh, they had problems uh, with beef because they couldn't get uh, cattle through the uh, meat packing plants. Yep, you know they were having to destroy some beef, and I'm sure they destroyed some chickens along that line too. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Atlanta today. This race last year, Kevin Harvick picked up the win. Kyle Busch came home second. 
By the way, you did not hear that wrong. That may have been Kyle Busch's only good run of, well, he had a win last year, but a good top, a good solid run last year, finished second in stage one, third in stage two, 52 points on the day. The big points getter was Martin Truex Jr. winning stages one and two, but only finished third on the day, got 54 points. Once again, he finished third, led 65 laps, six different times for 65 laps. Blaney and Hamlin routed out your top 10. Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, your top 10. Did I say top 10 earlier or top five? I said top 10 earlier. Yeah, Blaney and, and Hamlin were your top five. As I had mentioned earlier when we were talking about the uh, five different races, five different winners, like I said, Truax runs good at Atlanta. And yeah. uh, he, he's got a very good chance of being the first repeat winner. Again, one stage one, one stage two. Harvick, fifth in stage one, sixth in stage two, led 151 laps overall, ended up getting the win on the day. So I think that was his second win as of the season. I think he had seven on the year. Yeah, I think it was seven for the whole year. Nobody really outside the top 20, 25 that you would uh, raise an eyebrow about. Yeah, nobody really. Nothing really to talk about back there. Full field of cars, though, last year. 40 cars entered for the uh, Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. Again, that's Sunday at 2 o'clock on Fox and PRN, also on the SiriusXM app. If you're interested, check out the trucks this weekend. There is a 60-year-old one-race out of retirement thing, Bill Lester, who was uh, paving the way for Bubba. He was, uh, for several years, the only black driver in the top tiers of NASCAR. I met him. He raced in the truck series a lot. Super nice guy. He got into the stock car type deal. He was a road race guy and got into the stock cars at like a ripe old age of like 41 or something like that. He's got a one-off deal with Ford and David Gilliland in the 17 truck here in Atlanta. And uh, he's he's lives in the Atlanta area now. He's from California originally. But uh, he's really excited about it, really looking forward to it. We did reach out. And we were trying to work with him to get him on the show this week. It just didn't quite happen. So maybe in the next several weeks somewhere, we can get him on and talk about his experience of coming back after, I think, I think the last year he ran was either 2007 or 8. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm scrolling through Facebook and just seeing all the pictures of these Iowa and Nebraska drivers down in in uh, in Bristol, and just what an awesome experience for these guys. I mean, who cares if you don't win the race? That just such they an all awesome. Care if they don't win the race, yeah. Well, that's just me though. <laughs> I mean, it's just such an awesome experience. I remember when they announced this, I had somebody that came to me and said, who, who in the world would ever go and race that? Why would you ever go and race that? And I said, why wouldn't you? You get to say for the rest of your life, you raced at what may be the only dirt race at Bristol Motor Speedway. Who knows if they're going to bring this back? I at, at that time, who knew if they were going to bring it back? I think the success of it so far, it'll be coming back uh, plenty more times, and this will probably end up being a, um, an annual thing. But what an awesome experience for these drivers. I mean, holy cow. Well, and we can't say it's a success yet. There's a lot of cars there, but that don't mean it's a success. If, if there ain't no dollar signs when it's all over, it was not a success. you got to imagine with all these drivers that pre-registered, paid the fee, went down there, set up. You know, I, I can't imagine this is going to be a, a failure of any kind. I couldn't even but, begin to imagine how much it costs to haul that dirt in and <laughs> put it on the track and yeah. pack it in and work it in and then turn around and take it back out. Well, yeah, but they're, they were doing that anyways for the Cup Series race. So smart on them to run a dirt race ahead of time and just maximize the opportunity for them to be able to make some money. Maybe. Like I said, that's yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll never know that either, by the way. But- we'll- 
I, I can't imagine they'll ever talk about the actual numbers, maybe decades down the line. But get down to Quaker Steak and Lube on Sunday for all the great food. If the wings are are a bit of a sore subject with you, don't worry. <laughs> the Mac Daddy Skillet or the Jacked Up BLT will comfort you all day long. The race starts at uh, just after 2 o'clock, so the coverage starts at about 1.30 on Fox. Get down to Quaker Steak and Lube. Help support a local operation that is supporting us. And by the way, i got to say a big thank you to all, everyone down at uh, Red Oak Fabrication for helping us uh, pay for some of the, the costs and expenses and our times being over at the World of Wheels Car Show. Uh, they ponied up and, and sponsored all of the interviews. So I, I think by about uh, Sunday, uh, what, probably 1230, I was about tired of repeatedly saying, this interview brought to you by Red Oak Fabrication. <laughs> but that's a sponsor deal. So we'll take great care of Red Oak Fabrication. Uh, once again, if you didn't hear it in turns two and three, affordable powder coating just down the road in Red Oak, Iowa, two, uh, 450 bucks for a powder coated chassis, bare, brand new, unpainted, no sandblasting needed uh, chassis. But if you have any of that stuff, there's paint still on it, or you need some sandblasting or reworking, it's just going to be a little bit more. Just give Jordan F at an email today. He'll get you taken great care of. Big thanks to those guys for jumping back on board and supporting the front stretch. Did you see, Dirk, did you see the pictures of the uh, trophy that they made for the Nebraska Dirt Crown? Yes, I did. What a cool little trophy that's going to be. And somebody is definitely going to want to take that home uh, next week as the Nebraska Dirt Crown gets kicked off. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a one-off deal uh, as of now, you know, like Joe mm-hmm. said there. IED Nationals, one and done. Oops. Um, yep. <laughs> if, if the Nebraska Dirt Crown, you know, I think if it's anywhere near a moneymaker, it's going to be back. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, think these, these guys I think are smart enough. I think they're having a lot of fun that, putting it on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, uh, Scott Angel, we had him on a couple of weeks ago that uh, and talked about the schedule and everything they're doing. I, I think this is, I got the feeling that Scott is definitely on the same page as a promoter as Joe. Scott's not going to put on a, a, a race, the same race at the same time every year. It's going to get changed up. There's going to be new things added each time. They're going to they're going to roll with the punches and figure out new things to do. So I think that's going to be a, a very exciting operation. By the way, this coming Sunday, March 21st, they're going to be practicing at Thayer County Speedway. Then they've got practice at US 30 on Wednesday the 24th. Then they race on Thursday the 25th at US 30 Speedway. Races start at 7 p.m. I-80 Speedway is up on Friday. Hot laps at 6, racing at 7. Beatrice, March 27th, hot laps at four racing at five and then they're back at thayer county speedway sunday march 28th hot laps at two racing at three so it's going to be starting a little bit early they want to make sure they're getting everybody out as quickly as possible general edition tickets 12 dollars for adults kids 12 and under they're getting in for free it's heck of a price get out to get out to us 30 i80 speedway beatrice Thayer County Speedway, help out, support dirt racing. Looks like the long-term forecast is, it's favorable, but we're going to need some showers to move out of the area. Uh, looks like we're going to get pretty wet over the next eight, nine days. So hopefully some sun, sun shines through on those days. We've got 60 degree temperatures coming. Hopefully we're able to get those races in. Well, if we get half the wind we had yesterday, that'll dry it all out. Amen. <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding and Council the official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings great burgers and amazing steaks each weekday from four to six is happy hour featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus four dollar luberitas mondays are kids night tuesdays are all you can eat wings for 12.95 and the lube even delivers to the council bluffs area 
Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. 